Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This is our seventh day of Podmas, where we are releasing an episode every day in the lead up to Christmas. This is not a very Christmas film because today we're discussing Netflix's 275th film from 2020. It's the black comedy slasher, The Babysitter, Killer Queen, directed by McGee, starring Judah Lewis, Emily Aylin Lind, Jenny Ortega, Robbie Amell, Andrew Batchelor, Leslie Bibb, Hannah May Lee, Bella Thorne, Samara Weaving, and Ken Marino. I'm Jesse, I'm your host today, and I'm excited to talk about this film. <laughs> As uh, I sort of mentioned at the end of last week, this is a sequel. This is the second film in this series. We put out an episode on the first film, The Babysitter, few years ago now so if you're keen to listen to that one uh, go back have a listen and also if you're keen to listen to this uh, sequel episode give us a pause come back later on because we're going to spoil this film as we go and we do that by starting off with our fast flicks where we do a quick little summary of what the film is all about so this one's about Cole who's struggling from traumatic demonic events in the first film he isn't believed by anyone about those events and those that do believe him have alternative motives. Ooh, exciting. Let's uh, let's crack into this one and work out how did this film end up on Netflix? Obviously, the first one's a Netflix original, so how did we end up with a sequel? Well, we uh, we, we discussed already that The Babysitter uh, came out in 2017, also directed by the same director, McGee, released on episode, uh, released on Netflix. We've got an episode on that one too. Uh, McGee, the director, told CBR in an interview that he had already created the story and has it ready for a third movie but there's no confirmation from netflix yet that that will happen um there is a post-credit scene in this film that sort of alludes to it continuing if it does happen um but we go back to september of 2019 where it was announced that the original cast would reprise their roles from the first film uh, with mcg directing and mcg described the story as being based on forced which is a, a german uh, sort of legend but with ridiculous jokes um like in a mel brooks film in October of 2019, Jenny Ortega joined the cast um, in one of the lead roles. In the one of the lead roles as well, um, it debuted on Netflix on the 10th of September 2020. And in its debut weekend, the film was the second most watched item on Netflix. So quite impressive there. It was shot in and around LA and California in America from the 14th of October 2019 until the 24th of November of 2019. So a 41-day shoot. Um, impressive. Good. Um, what about the world? What about around the world? How is this film translated? In Spanish, it's called The Babysitter Lethal Queen. In Portuguese, it's called The Nanny, Queen of the Death. So uh, obviously, Nanny being a babysitter. In Cantonese, it's called Tricky Nanny, Queen Bee. <laughs> uh, in Hungarian, it's called The Babysitter, Queen of the Damned. In Polish, it's called Guardian, Demon Killer. In Ukrainian, it's called Nanny, Queen of the Assassins. Um, and this obviously did have the working title of The Babysitter too. I do like the idea of Killer Queen though, because we've got that idea of B being one of the characters, um, Queen B, etc. Killer Queen. Not bad, not bad title from me. I do like that one. Um, what are the critics and audiences saying about this film? Not very positive. <laughs> rotten Tomatoes sits at 46%. That's rotten. That's on 41 reviews. Audience has it a little bit higher on 59% on more than 1,000 ratings. On IMDb, 49,000 people have rated it at five or an average of 5.8 out of 10. So a little bit um, or sort of in line with the audience from Rotten Tomatoes as well. Letterboxd, fairly low as well, a 2.5 out of 10. That's on 112,000 ratings, actually logged by 160,000 people. So quite a few eyeballs on this film. Uh, Metacritic, 
in the red on that traffic light system from the critics, 22 out of 100 on six reviews. So that's not very good. And the audience though, the other way around, so 6.4 out of 10 on 67 reviews, so green. So audiences seem to think it's okay. Critics, not so much. What are my thoughts? I bloody love this, <laughs> excuse the pun. I thought it was great fun. It was funny throughout. I just had a really good time watching this film. I just wanted to keep watching it. So um, I'm a fan of this. I don't know why, but I am. I thought it was good. So let's talk about the characters. Cole. Cole, we met in the first film. Um, we met all these characters in the first film pretty much except uh, Phoebe. But we'll talk about um, Cole. You know, he's, he's struggling at school, um, as I mentioned at the start, because of no one believing him about what happened in the first film. But he's also, you know, his parents don't believe him either. Um, they think that he's lying about it. They want to send him off to um, sort of like this um, psychiatric school as well. He's on medications, really struggling as a teenager. But we do have Melanie, who he's... His best friend, he's, he's obviously got the hots for her as well. Um, and it sort of makes it easy for him because she's the only one who believes him about that that night in the first film. Uh, she has a, a bit of a doofus boyfriend, though, who tags along um, when Melanie sort of offers Cole any sort of help or assistance, especially when she's like, let's go escape to this party so you, your parents can't lock you away almost. Um, she wants to be a social media influencer, but there is a bit of a twist with her character that I probably won't touch on just here. The other character that we sort of need to talk about is Phoebe. Um, Phoebe's this new student that arrives at Cole's school. Everyone isolates her. Um, she's transferred to the school because um, there's been some traumatic event and all the kids, the rumor is that she's killed her parents. So, um, you know, we find out that she didn't really, but she holds this pain and that's a part of this film as well. Uh, the other sort of demonic villains, Max, John, Sonia, Allison, they all return uh, they do get these little side flashes throughout the film of what they did in their past lives. So that sort of added a little bit to their character, but they're literally there to hunt down Cole, really. Um, Cole's parents have a bit of a role in this film, Archie and Phyllis. Uh, as I mentioned before, they're ready to send him off to this institution and, and then they have to work with Melanie's dad because Melanie goes missing too. His name's Juan. Um, interesting character. He only cares about smoking weed and, and he's his car <laughs> so they're the characters in this film McGee obviously we've, we've spoken about him as a director before uh, we've done a few of his films uh, Rim of the World uh, the original Babysitter film both covered on this show he's done the Charlie's Angels films from the 2000s and his most recent release is another Netflix film which we recently come out um, called Family Switch which stars Jennifer Garner and Ed Helm so we'll get to that one probably in about 2027 <laughs> the way we're going on this show all right, we like to talk about some scenes, some scenes that we liked from the film, some things that we didn't like. So for me, standout scenes, there's quite a few. Uh, so I apologize. I'm going to rant a little bit. I'll try and get through as quickly as possible. There's a lot in this film that I liked. So I think uh, we, we start the film off with Cole with the, the school counselor. Uh, and the, <laughs> this school counselor is so unprofessional. He's talking about getting Cole laid, uh, talks about yeast in eyes and stuff like that. And then there's a final chat at the end of the film that follows up too. That was funny. The, technically, the first shot that we see of Melanie and Cole sort of thinking she's cool, everyone around her was in slow-mo. It was just a really cool technical shot. And, and we've spoken before in the original film, um, McGee uses a lot of these MTV-style techniques throughout the film. So I like that. Uh, when we, introduce, we, we meet Phoebe, she introduces herself to the class and the teacher asks her to, to give her three facts about her herself. Uh, so she says, snakes are misunderstood. She likes Rob Rayner. And she's nine days late. <laughs> nine days late. Uh, and optimistic for her future. And then she just screams really loudly. So quite funny. And then the teacher just calls her a crazy bitch. thought that was hilarious. Uh, 
we see Cole freaking out about Melanie um, seeing him taking this medication and these pills. And she's like, ah, oh, it's all good, you know, everyone's on shit. And then we have these little cuts of all the kids on different meds for like pimples or OCD or they finish off this kid on glue, <laughs> which is funny. And then we see sort of Phoebe walking down the hall and this guy asks her, you know, you're going to the lake party and her response is, yeah, I can't wait to finger you. <laughs> just, just funny, just really, really funny. Uh, Cole's parents, they'll lay most of the time, but when they go to see Juan, Melanie's dad, uh, they go to his place and... You know, the, Cole's dad's like, yeah, I've been here before. I've smoked weed here before. And the mum's like, is that the night you tried to stick it in my... And then, you know, that was funny. And then Juan sort of, you know, goes, oh, yeah, my, my daughter's DTF. And then Cole's dad's like, literally says what that means. And, and the dad's like, no, ditch Thursday and Friday. So that was funny. Um, Cole at the gas station being conned by the service woman who was overly sexualized into buying condoms for like $100. That was funny. Uh, Phoebe, we have this lake party and Phoebe just rocks up, gets off a truck and then just goes straight onto a jet ski and off onto the water. That was humorous. Uh, we have a reveal on the boat where Melanie, surprise, surprise, she's a demon. And then like on the screen, it's like, what the F? And um, again, and in text on the screen, then like, you know, she starts cutting the throat of a girl and there's blood everywhere. It was just a nice little breakup. I thought that was funny. Um, Allison rocks up and she's like, about Cole, she's like, F him. And there's like this pause and she's like, up. <laughs> that, was, that was perfect timing. Uh, John, he does like this MC Hammer Time dance. I don't know why I found that funny, but I did. Uh, Sonia, one of these demons, she gets like this flamethrower and Cole and Phoebe are like in a car and they drive the car into her and then she's on top of the car and then she gets her head taken out and it goes everywhere. I like that. <laughs> uh, Allison's demise, she got gets stuck between these rocks and then Cole and Phoebe just like pull her down and her head falls off and this rock lands on her too. That was funny. Cole just starts beating Max with Allison's leg and then the, the chase, it turns in, it goes onto a boat and Phoebe just like silly strings Max in the face and then lights it on fire and then, and then he gets stuck under the boat and under the blades, the blades and his guts goes everywhere too. I, I liked all the, the, the kills in these were quite humorous. Um, John, you know, he's African-American. He's like, you know, usually I'm the first to die. Is this, you know, this is some post-Jordan Wheel, Jordan Peele era. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to remember the line. I, it was about, uh, he's like, this This is some Jordan Peele era horror movie progress. <laughs> that was funny. And he makes some jokes about going to Wakanda too. <laughs> the way I said it is not funny, but it was funny in the film. Uh, Cole and Phoebe, they go to this cabin and he needs to take a leak. He needs to take a piss. And he's like, you know, we can't go to the bathroom. We've got to be quiet. Use the vase. So he uses this vase and then, um, you know, tells Phoebe, turn around, cover your ears. I don't want you listening. And Phoebe tries to scare him and he turns around and he just ends up pissing all over her face. That was funny. Uh, the two dads, they get together. They get high in the car. They're trying to talk to the, the wife and, and, you know, not knowing how to hang up properly and still talking and she can listen. That was funny. Um, all the sex references when Cole and Phoebe actually go for it. You've got like rockets and hot dogs and trains in tunnels. <laughs> that was clever. Uh, one, he rocks up, you know, at the end, tell his daughter, Melanie, off, you know, what are you doing? You're grounded. And then she just like machetes his hands off and kills him. <laughs> Good revenge from a daughter to a dad. We have like this Mortal Kombat style fight between Melanie and Phoebe. That was cool. Oh, sorry. And finally, <laughs> at the ritual, at the end, they all start vomiting because Cole's blood isn't innocent anymore um, because of what, what's happened with Phoebe. And, and Max is like vomiting everyone. He's like, Max. Uh, Max is like, you know, I'm not mad, bro. It's all good as he's dying. That was funny too. Lots of good good ones. In, uh, if I've, if you haven't seen the film and I've just read them out to you, it's not going to make any sense. But hopefully if you've seen the film and listened to me talk about them, you can reminisce about some good moments. Uh, there's only one thing that I didn't like in this film. There's a scene where Cole and Phoebe are like in a boat 
and he starts talking about the stars in like a really nerdy way up in the sky lame other than that i like this film um themes ideas i mean this this this, this isn't the sort of film that you you pull apart to analyze but there's that idea of surviving you got to face your fears you got to stay to you, stay true to yourself tell the truth as well and that's a big part in this film is is cole never stopped telling the truth what happened to him on that night happened and he didn't change that no matter what uh and you know being your own normal it's okay to be your own normal own it you know be who you are and and finally you know no one wants to be alone no one chooses to be alone whether you're in a a pack of demonic um souls or or whether you're you're humans you want to be with people so uh, that's the idea too uh what did i take away from this film there's some pretty graphic deaths in this um they're all done in a comedic way but this this film is definitely not for young teens i'm gonna put it out there and as you can probably tell from as i was talking through some of the scenes yeah some of the scenes you don't want kids to see um IMDb. We have we have a, a segment sometimes where we hey hey is there someone on the screen that we recognise? Should we check out IMDb to see if um you know we, we know who they are? This one I just needed to double check. So the original film, the babysitter Samara Weaving, main character B in this film a lot. When she rocked up on the screen in this film, she looked so different. I just needed to double check that they hadn't recast her. Um, they hadn't. So interesting, but she's uh, obviously changed quite a bit in in a couple of years since the original film. I'm ready to wrap this up. We give the films a rating out of five. For me, I, I had so much fun with this film. Um, as you can probably tell from that huge list of scenes that I just went through, I really enjoyed it. I think it was a good mix of horror and comedy. It never felt slow. It just kept rolling, and it was great fun. So I'm giving this a four out of five, which is a, a pretty high score. I know MJ, who is usually on this show, has seen this one as well. He gave it a three and a half. So as an average, that gives us a 3.75. So still a decent score. Good film. Highly recommend it from my end. Um, We're on socials. We've got Instagram. We've got Facebook and X, formerly known as Twitter. Follow us at Flix Forum. Going to put a question out there for this episode. Will they make a third film? Are they going to actually make a third film for this one? I really do hope they do. I hope they do. I mean, I'd I'd watch it. So let's hope that there's a third one coming out. We're back tomorrow. We're still going through Podmas. Tomorrow, we've got an international film from 2020. It's a Mexican comedy drama called Dad Wanted or Se Busca Papa. It's uh, directed by Javier Colinas and stars Juan Pablo Medina, Ella Velden, and Silvia Navarro. So that's what we've got tomorrow. Mixing it up a little bit, international films. We're kicking on, rolling towards Christmas. Thanks for listening, and I will see you tomorrow.